Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation station, Manx Radio. On MyTunes this week, you will hear a voice who has been on Manx Radio quite a lot. Normally, uh, charitable. Uh, objectives or cooking or a mixture of both. Please welcome to my tunes my guest Georgie Revel. Thank you for coming on. Oh, Mark, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel very honoured being up here today. Well, well, no, the honour is mine because I have been contemplating getting you in here, and it sort of hasn't happened for various reasons, which I won't go into. But you're here now, born in Kent. A maid of Kent. Yes, a, a maid of Kent. Yes. yes. And then, uh, then the travels began. Give me a quick globe-trotting pencil sketch. Well, born in Kent to two amazing parents. My father was a doctor. Uh, he had his own surgery um, in Kent in a place called Snodland. I used to loathe that name, but um, anyway. At age uh, 17, in the middle of my A-levels, I was sent away to a boarding school, probably the cheapest one um, by then because I was the youngest of five. It was at the time when doctors' children shouldn't really mix with patients, which was, yeah, nowadays you wouldn't it wouldn't be heard of. Um, anyway, so I was sent away to boarding school near Tunbridge, and then... In the middle of A-levels, I was dragged over, I thought at that stage, to the Isle of Man at age 17. And of course now, not dragged, it's the most beautiful place in the world, isn't it? (laughs) So what happened to get you here? My father and my mother wanted to retire from the medical practice. So they came over here. They both had relatives um, here, well, uh, relatives, connections, let's say. My mother was born above the Moorett Park in Ramsey. Her father was a deemster, and her grandfather, my great-grandfather, was a vicar of St Paul's and Kurt Michael. And on my father's side, his uncle owned the Calf of Man. Owned the Calf of Man? Yes, his name was Sam Haig, and he bought the Calf of Man in 1911 and held it for a number of years um, and he was from Huddersfield. Apparently, I think Dave Fisher and Ramsey will may correct me on this, I'm sure he's listening, but I believe he was instrumental at building Cow Harbour and also the silo that is in the with the buildings um, on the farm there. So was he responsible for eventually it becoming sort of national heritage? No, I think he sold it to a Californian person first um, and then I think the Californian person maybe bequeathed it to mm. uh, the, the Manx National Heritage. So you're here on the Isle of Man yes. and you're 17 and yes. what happens next? So then I was thrown into the Isle of Man College uh, to do a two-year business diploma which was great fun uh, I think we used to play a lot of Pac-Man up there more than learning about insurance and law, etc. But anyway, passed it and made some fabulous friends, went to work on Athol Street and uh, Finch Road. It was the time when the offshore jurisdiction was taking off. People used to come up, offices used to come up to the college and grab us and uh, had a fabulous time working in the finance sector, I'd say, on the Isle of Man here. 
um, and uh, bought a little cottage for £17,000 when I was 21 with a £500 deposit. Interest rates were 15%. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it was going to bed with a pom-pom hat and gloves on and using one piece of coal. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were good times, really good times. You tell that to the younger generation, they'll laugh at you. <laughs> 17 of us in cardboard box, I'll tell you. <laughs> Now then, let us have your first musical choice. What's it going to be? My first musical choice is Graceland by Paul Simon. And that is because I went off to run a chalet in a ski resort in Alpe d'Huez with my friend Jackie. And Graceland, that was in 1986. And I remember listening to this um, on, I suppose, the radio. And we skied into Italy from France to buy the cassette, uh, the first off the off the line. Tumbling of turmoil, I say, whoa, so this is what she means. 
She means we're bouncing into Graceland And I see losing love is like a window in your heart Well, everybody sees you're blown apart Everybody feels the wind blow My MyTunes guest. Well, we got her into the Isle of Man quite quickly yesterday at the age of 17. But then, having sort of had her here for a while, she disappeared to France for a bit. And she's going to gallivant elsewhere uh, today. Georgie Revel, thank you for coming on to MyTunes. Oh, thank you, Mark. Lovely to be here again. So, so France, that wasn't a very long time, was it? Oh, it seemed like it. It was six months, it seemed. Six it was. It was a lot of skiing, seven hours a day, bribing the customers to make their own beds and make their own food so that we could go out skiing with them. It was fabulous. Sounds perfect. Perfect. And then bounce back here? Well, unfortunately, the snow melted and well, I does. had to come back to the Isle of Man. And uh, I came back and I was very fortunate in that the time I'd been away, the house prices had had an upward trajectory and uh, I sold my cottage. And then I decided to go off to the Cayman Islands. Wow. Yeah. So one windy, beautiful island in the Irish Sea to the Cayman Islands. A bit different. Yes, it was. And I love the Isle of Man. It was a little quiet in the sort of mid 80s. And um, I was young, loved playing tennis and squash, etc. So I uh, zoomed off there. I have a sister who lives there and has been there since 1974. And um, so I uh, worked for a corporate firm there and had the best time. And that's where I met my husband. Now, we'll come on to that, because A, he's Canadian, A, uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> in a wee while. But so your financial training here stood you in good stead in the Cayman Islands. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And how long were you down there for? So we were there for four and a half years the first time, and then we moved to Vancouver Island, and uh, we'll talk about that. And then we had another stint back down in Cayman. 
but eventually back here, which is another story altogether. So the interval in Canada, was that really to sort of get to know Canada with your newish husband of the dime? Yes, so um, I went to Cayman went in 1988 and uh, I met wonderful Canadian Mike fairly soon after and uh, we got along really well and he's a wonderful guy. So we got married in 1990. And we then left in 1991 to go up to Vancouver Island, where he had been offered a a very good job with a credit union. Aha. But then back to Cayman again. Um, We came back down to Cayman due to the taxation rate being about 54%. um, And we had our two wonderful children there. We bought... Uh, at what I call the pile of logs, uh, which was a log house in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it turns out it's it was it's in Ardmore, where I think Harry and Meghan were living half a mile down the road when they went back to the um, North America. Um, a beautiful spot, loads of gorgeous trees, owls and owlets on branches and raccoons, and watch out for the bears. Oh yes. Now, at some stage, you obviously became a very, very accomplished chef because the cook shack, we've heard a lot about that over the years here on the radio. Maybe people have been there and been involved in the projects up there. Wonderful, wonderful. Talk to her, give her a ring, talk to her about it. Now, so where did you learn to cook? Oh, I think really my father is a very accomplished cook. So in between his surgeries of three surgeries a day, he did all the cooking in our house. I honestly don't know what my mother did, but she was very good at polishing shoes. But dad did a lot of cooking and uh, he grew all his own vegetables, which I tried to do as well. I think my middle brother is uh, was a chef in the Navy for 35 years which helps. Uh, I think it's just in the blood, isn't it? You know, just get on with it. Well, eggs tend to boil themselves in my house, but I don't know about in the blood, but uh, well done. Let us have another piece of music. I think it really ought to reflect, maybe not Canada yet, but let's reflect on the Caribbean. So my next song is Redemption Song by Bob Marley. This is probably his last song I think he wrote before, unfortunately, he died. I think this is good for all of us. You know, emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind, I think. All pirates, yes, they rob I, sold I to the merchant ships. Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit But my hand was made strong By the end of the Almighty We forward in this generation Triumphantly Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look 
Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our mind Oh, have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop at the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Yes, some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing Songs of freedom is all I ever had. Redemption songs, all I ever had. Redemption songs, these songs of freedom, songs of freedom. My MyTunes guest is Georgie Revel. All this week. The Cook Shack? Yes. Wonderful, Chef. She says she learnt it by osmosis. I don't believe a word of that. But anyway, I'm sure some of the French chalet work got in there as well. Recipes in, you know, taking it from the mountains. But I want to talk about your charitable work because you have been involved in many, many wonderful charitable acts. And you were telling me just now, really and truly, that all started with your father. Yes, Mark. Uh, my father, Dr. Hugh. Yes. Uh, many of your listeners will remember him. When we came over to the Isle of Man, Dad wanted to get involved with charities. And he became one of the founder members of St. Bridget's Hospice. And he was the first medical director of St. Bridget's Hospice. And um, I think he's always instilled in us, all of us, to do charitable work. I mean, I've been very fortunate in that we've had Ollie, who's autistic. And uh, I obviously then you just fall into it naturally. Now, Ollie, your son... We we were also saying that the move back out of Cayman was really driven by the fact that facilities there for your son weren't really what you'd expect and you wanted to come back here. Yeah, so Ollie was born in Canada and so was Lydia, his younger sister. And uh, we moved back down to Cayman because we thought it would be easier to 
get services for Ollie if I went back to work and we could pay um, for some services. So we had a full-time aide who went to school with Ollie, who lived with us. And um, after, I would say, five and a half years of that, there was a lot of stress uh, because I had to charge a tenth of an hour and I couldn't be ill. And Ollie needed an aide to go to school. So we decided to come back to the Isle of Man. And we were very fortunate that when we came back in 2001, there was a one-on-one waiting for Ollie. It was the time when the Alamann government were fairly flush, I suppose. And uh, it's, yeah, it it helped hugely. A lot of stress off our shoulders. And a little further on, Special Olympics came along. Yes. So I've been involved with a number of charities, um, Autism in Man, Project 21, and more recently, the Heart of Ramsey, hoping to turn the courthouse into a community hub. But Special Olympics was huge. And Ollie swam and he played boule. And uh, I was able to take a year off work and raise a significant amount of money to, take, uh, to help take the team in 2007 to Shanghai in China. Can I just pick up on another strand, that of Mencap, please? (laughs) Fill me in here. Yes, so I've relieved myself of those other charities and I'm now um, very much involved with Manx Mencap. um, And we've got eight wonderful switched-on directors um, and we've got a fabulous secretary too. And there's so much to do, Mark. I don't even know where to begin. We're lacking huge services for our end users. And so I'm just hoping I can make a difference um, with all the other directors as a board collectively um, and and move things on. I'm going to throw forward to Christy De Haven's 1 to 3. Christy D, 1 to 3, because I do know that that will be Charity of the Week soon. That's right. Yes, I've just recorded that. So, yeah, very exciting. Right. Let's have another bit of music. Let's get you back into Canada and for your third choice. So my third choice, Mark, is Harvest Moon by uh, Neil Young. Beautiful evening, standing outside our log house, surrounded by trees and big skies and just enjoying the babies when they were young. See you dance. 
My guest this week, Georgie Revel. We've talked about cooking, we've talked about many, many charities, and we've talked about gallivanting around the world and working in wonderful locations. But there's something here staring me in the face. Mankind Festival. <gasps> Tell me about this. What a treat that was. Um, so I set, set up um, a charity called Skills for Independent Living Scheme in 2011 to help those with learning disabilities get a further education. And... We had funds in the account and that had worked so well. We'd sent off seven guys to the UK to Myersco College who'd learnt independent living skills and also learnt a vocation. They were learning horticulture and agriculture. And we came back, they came back and Ollie lives independently and that's fantastic. And then I thought, wouldn't it be lovely to do something for everyone with disabilities on the island so um, we created a festival mankind festival and we held it two years in a row at silly moose the most fabulous location because it's safe and it was probably one of the best days of people's lives because they're in a safe place they're with people that understand them and they were having fun and for the whole family and it was a a day when they could just relax the parents can relax and be with people that understand. And the team at Silly Moose are very well experienced with the festival because Dark Horse has been held down there, hasn't it? Yes, it, it, it has. And I think it was being held like two weeks later. So Fiona and Brian were wonderful. Couldn't have chosen a better place, um, you know, and, and so safe because only one entrance into it and all fenced around. And uh, I pulled in a lot of favours from a lot of people and a lot of friends. And uh, it was the, the letters I received afterwards was so humbling and just makes you grateful to be around. <laughs> I want to talk a bit about the NHS. You mentioned your father, a doctor, but also part of the team creating the NHS yeah, at the very beginning. In, yeah, back in the 40s. He was on the board, I believe, for that. And also his surgery was the first NHS surgery to be built and down in, in Snodland. And then whizzing forward to the COVID era a few years ago, you needed the services of the NHS a lot. Well, yeah, the NHS is an incredible institution. I, I back it all the way. We're very grateful to have it. I have genetic issue, which bicuspid aortic valve, which my father had and my, his his father had. Skipped the gender. I took one for the rest of the team, being number five of the children, the youngest. Run to the litter, I think. I spent 16 days in Nobles in, in a geriatric ward. And uh, then I was flown over to, to Liverpool Heart and Chest. Oh, what an incredible place, centre of excellence. And I had uh, my aorta wrapped with a lovely piece of dac Dacron and a piggy valve replaced my aortic valve and came back five days later 
open up the cook shack three months later. So life was pretty good. But this happened in the middle of COVID, you say? Yes, it did. Yeah, in the middle of COVID. And so I'm beyond grateful. And uh, every morning I am I wake up and I am thankful. Yes. With a heart operation, I've known various people have had various operations. Sometimes the re- rehabilitation actually means working it. Did, were you given a program to get yourself back into full health? Yes. Yeah, so, so eventually I managed to get to Nobles Hospital to do some cardiac rehabilitation on their incredible gym. I didn't realise they had there and fabulous girls that were there and just lots of walking. And I think lots of positive attitude, Mark, is the way to go. Way to go leads me into the future, because with all these strands and it's been an amazing week we've covered so many things where next for you oh my what a question you don't need to go anywhere you know you don't need to think about the future I think we should just be living in the presence I've been quoting to a number of people today uh, about a TED talk and uh, scientists estimate the probability of you being born is one in 400 trillion can you get your head around that? No, that's why I'm not saying anything, because so, I simply can't get my so head around So you know that. what? Go out and make a difference if you can. You're crushing it, Mark. You're crushing it. I tell you what, you're one in 400 trillion. So just enjoy it and make a difference and make a difference in somebody else's life if you can. Well, that is a wonderful piece of advice to finish the week on. The only thing I'm looking forward to even more is the final track because she is my all-time favorite female recording artist yeah well you've got good taste mark because the final track is carrie and uh, by joni mitchell who's a timeless and masterful composer our family is a huge fan um you know canadian again I would say I'm dedicating this one, if I can, so much gratitude. I probably don't give him enough gratitude. I do try and thank him often, but to my incredible husband, who's the most level-headed, kind, compassionate, generous person you could ever wish to meet. And um, I'm married to him. That is lovely. Georgie, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming in today. Here's Jody Mitchell. And let's meet up again. We worked out the last time we saw each other was probably 1983. <laughs> so we're not going to leave in 40 years. Okay? There's a story there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mark, so much. The wind is in for man's recovery. Last night I couldn't sleep. Oh, you know it sure is hard to leave here, Carrie. But it's really not my home. I've got beach tar on my feet And I miss my clean white linen And my fancy French cologne Oh, Carrie, get out your cage And I'll put on some silk Oh, you're a neat old daddy, but I like you Come on down to the Mermaid Cafe a bottle of wine And we'll laugh and toast And nothing and smash our Empty glasses down Let's have a round for these Freaks and these soldiers A round for these friends of mine Let's have another round For the bright red devil Who keeps 
Revel for a wonderful week on MyTunes. Been great fun. Loved the music. And don't forget, keep coming back here to banksradio.com for more MyTunes podcasts. They're popping up every week. I'm Mark Tiley. Join me if you can, 9.30 until 12 for the Shaw Morning Show, Monday to Friday.